You're listening to Live Alive Podcast, a weekly dose of motivation right in your back pocket. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Anissa Johnson. We're We're your hosts. hosts. Every week, we share thought-provoking conversations created to inspire you to bring the best version of you into everything you do. Think of us as the guide as you journey towards realizing your vision of successful and fulfilling life. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, building a business, or dreaming of being a stay-at-home parent, we're here to help you cultivate passion, purpose, and motivation in your everyday life. Hey, good people. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, So today, we're going to spend a little bit of time um, talking about relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and not what maybe would first come to mind yep. with relationships. We're not giving love advice. No. <laughs> but like really relationships in the in the sense of getting the most out of those relationships. Yeah. Like, but this is still applicable. Yeah, 100% applicable. This but means we're talking about all relationships. may impact your, yeah. your love relationship. But that's, I mean, but relationships in the sense of it could be friends, coworkers, spouses. So it could be about love. Um, but, you know, really any relationship we're trying to just maybe highlight today that there's opportunity to figure out you know how we bring our most authentic selves forward Mm -hmm. and you know if that's the case if there's opportunity to do that there's obviously obviously um opportunity to miss the mark on Mm -hmm. that as well so you know i want to kind of talk about you know what that looks like um and you know get into that a bit today and you know talk a bit about um you know how so how we could potentially work through that a bit yeah, so I know this was like a, a, a idea of an episode that you had kind of brought to the table. For those of you listening, a little peek behind the curtain, we we riff on these ideas prior to, to coming to this, this table. But um, Jordan, tell me a little bit about um, kind of where this came from and what this this can look like um, in terms of maybe not necessarily bringing your most authentic self to a relationship? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, like I, when when this thought kind of like hit me, it felt like it was a thought I was really familiar with, hmm. but hadn't really addressed or said or verbalized. So I think it was interesting as it kind of came to fruition to me as well. But I feel like there's this like persona and like image we could create for ourselves. And I know I've done that. I do that. Like this self image that I create, that I inspire to. A lot of things about it are positive. And, you know, some, you know, aren't sometimes. But um, that self image that I'm inspiring to, like, I feel like there's this cloud of imposter syndrome to a, to a degree mm. that seemingly sets in when I feel like there's somebody that I either hold in high esteem, you know, maybe want to impress or want to have um a smooth and um pleasant you know relationship with sometimes there's like this angst that comes from me about maybe communicating something to them i mean and i have truly experienced it with close friends you know co-workers obviously bosses probably um and even with you at times anisa when i'm thinking about maybe some things that are maybe heavier than others or something of that nature. Um, I, I I think about a, an example. Uh, I've had some recent times where I wanted to like reach out to some friends, like super close friends to me. And I'll think about it, say on one day, call it a, a Wednesday for lack of a better example. And I think about the need to reach out to them, 
maybe just to check in or I know something particular is going on and I'm like, I got I to gotta reach out. But on this Wednesday, I'm thinking like, oh, man, I, what do I say? Are they going to think this is weird or hmm. uh, I, haven't t- I, haven't, I haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks or months. You know, maybe they don't think I don't care or something like that. And I, and I waste time. Like, hey, maybe I'll, I'll put it, kick it down the road and wait another day, two, three. And, and that kind of started to bother me. And I, and I thought like, well, maybe other people... Maybe other people think about this too, or have to work through this Absolutely. too, or something that comes comes to mind. Absolutely. What I thought was interesting about what you you said that this comes up in a, a couple of different areas, whether it's somebody that you hold in high esteem, somebody that you want to you want them to perceive you in a good light. Maybe that's a boss or a colleague. Um, but I think one of the things that stuck out to me is. That you said that um, you have this feeling that you want to, you have these thoughts, I should say, that are that are coming up in your head and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, well, what are they going to think? Are they going to think this is weird? Do they think that I don't care? Which causes you to procrastinate on reaching mm. out, which is a form of communication that can... Uh, illustrate to them that you do care so i think that's that's really interesting that it's a thought about the perception that causes this almost analysis paralysis and taking Mm. the action to do the very thing that builds the relationship you've told me this like which i think it is a quote from and you can tell us who the quote is from when, when when i say it but um relationship is the communication oh yeah susan sky yeah, shout out to Susan Scott. Fierce conversations. Love yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's it's interesting to me that just as you talk through what that could look like for you and and where those moments of anxiety or angst, I should say, come up based on the thoughts that you have around the communication, which is ultimately the crux of the relationship. Yeah, it's a really interesting call out. Like, <laughs> it's like the giving that power, like giving that angst power is like such a damning cyclical cycle Mm. right like you want the relationship to be good you want this to be a good thing so you feel like you should have this communication you should do this communication oh but then because you're concerned about this perception you don't do the communication it's right 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 and that, and then in turn don't build the relationship then you don't have the relationship built to the way that you want to want to have it yeah and I, and I feel like, you know, not to bring, well, no, to bring, because it, it applies so many ways with the way all of us are, you know, having to navigate life now. I mean, society and, you know, the social media um, and just media as well, you know, really has kind of disrupted the way that we communicate mm-hmm. and, like, where do we talk? I do this all the time. I know some people don't tell me, like, do not call me. Like, don't even... Don't even begin to push the numbers buttons from my phone. On you just go to my name. You send me a text. Like I want words from you on a digital format only. I don't need to hear your voice. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I have a handful of friends that are, that are like that, and sometimes I feel like I'll tip that way too. But I feel like I have this alarm that goes off sometimes, just thinking like, oh, man, we need to, we need to talk. Yeah, we need to have a conversation. I need to hear your voice. I think yeah. um, one of the things that is interesting. To, to me, I love a voice text. I'll, I'll send a voice text. One of, my, one of my good friends, she's 
always sending voice texts. Uh, my, my cousin sends voice texts. I, I love a voice text. I love that I can hear your voice and your emotion and you can still get that, get that all across through a text. I don't have to take the time to be on the phone, even though it doesn't take much time, but I don't have to really navigate away from what I'm doing to insert the communication with the correct inflection and emotion in that communication. I know a lot of people don't like voice text, but I think that they're super beneficial for those people who are like, don't call me, you know, (laughs) like, don't call me. Okay, well, then listen to this voice text, which is really just a voicemail, but we'll we won't get into oh, that. It, it's so it really is. A it's voice a mail. voicemail, yeah. um, but audio is is important. Sound yeah. is important. Yeah. It, it's one of the reasons why we chose this medium for for our message is yeah. is that it's it's intimate and it takes the communication to another level and it really does. If you can hear the emotion, there's no question. If I send you a voice text. And sometimes this is when, this is the moment that I do send a voice text where I'm like, this is a little complex. I don't know if they're going to get it. I don't want this to come off wrong. Let me just put it in a voice text because then you're going to get my inflection. Then you're going to get everything that I have to say. And I don't really have to take the time to call you um, or anything like that. I can just say what I have to say. You can listen to it when you get a chance. And there's nothing lost in translation of a text because I've taken the time to record a voice message. That's really enlightening because I've been trying. <laughs> seems like I've been trying not to use voice text. Go for, for it. Oh, but, but is I'm totally digressing. Can you save them though? You can keep them. Okay, cool. I got the figure. You, you got to be quick though. iPhone gives you about two minutes, but you can also send. If I were to like record a voice memo on my phone, I can send that file to somebody. Gotcha. So if you're long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> If you're long-winded, that might be a- an option for you. Moi? <laughs> I love it though. Some somebody's got to do it. But yeah, I think um, those are those are different ways. Of, that's that was a interesting turn of conversation, don't you? Yeah, think? yeah. I'm curious from the same perspective for you though. I mean, maybe you perfected this. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have. Whatever it is, I'm perfect. What's this look like from your view, Anissa? Like when you think about. Um, authenticity within relationships, particularly authenticity with you, like your communication within relationships. Yeah. What's that feel like, look like? Um, well, I'll give a bit of a different example just because it's super top of mind for me. This this week, I, I was working on crafting um, some feedback for a member on my team. Um, some tough feedback. <laughs> um, I should say that I was nervous to have to give and I wanted to shift that responsibility to to my boss um, and to, to ask her to, to deliver the feedback because I didn't want to have the difficult conversation. Um, and I think one of the things for me is that I was, as I'm having these thoughts around, oh, how is this conversation going to go? How is this person going to receive it? Are they going to, you know, like hate me, basically? Are they going to hate me because I'm delivering this feedback? And I had to take a step back from that because at the end of the day, in a work environment, if you are not delivering 
your work product up to standard, that has to be addressed. And, and I'm the one who has to address it. Um, that That's my responsibility. And so what I really wanted to make sure is that I that I got it right at the end of the day. And, and I think my thoughts around this person's feelings and how they might receive this feedback was clouding me from being able to craft this feedback in a way that was impactful. That was that will, because I haven't delivered the feedback yet, um, but that will um, ultimately spark change in their behavior, but also um, come from a place of understanding. Um, my job, my account that I work on is very stressful. There's a lot of changes happening. And so I think that that does play a part in it. So for me, I was really, when I was work, when I was scripting my feedback and there is a script, um, for this particular conversation again, because it's important that I get it right. Um, I wanted to strike the balance between understanding the situation and acknowledging that this is a difficult situation that we're all in, everybody who works Mm. on the account, and that could trigger somebody to underperform. And so I want to acknowledge that, but I still wanted to give very specific areas of improvement that were tangible for this person to then now we can check in and say, okay, how is this going? What are we doing? Like, you know, how did this training go? How did this go? So that that person is ultimately set up for success to grow in leadership because they they are a new leader on the team. And so that was the thing that I wanted to get right. And so striking the balance between what was the end goal and the end goal for me was for this person to grow in their leadership, to actually make improvement and for them to not feel like later down the road when, you know, if, 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 which I don't think this will happen, if something were escalated, that they, that they felt blindsided. It, it was something that I knew needed to be clear and actionable. And so I needed to take the time to deliver that without so much angst, anxiety. Cause yeah. if it were anxiety driven, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten there. Wow. And, and, and. One of the things that stood out to me about that is like even at the very beginning, you talked about being a little bit nervous about it. And leaning into that, though, is something that you intentionally navigate versus like avoiding it altogether. Well, yeah. And I think exactly. Well, being curious about it, I mm. think, is being curious. Why am I anxious about that? Why, why is it making me anxious? And ultimately, the anxiety came from what you touched on at the beginning was me not wanting this person to dislike me because I was the bearer of bad news. But that was going to lead me, if I was focused on, if I'm focused on somebody liking me when I'm delivering feedback, I'm not going to deliver impactful, clear, actionable feedback. I'm just going to say, well, some people think some things and some of them, it's going to be really roundabout and it's going to, and I'm going to back off of, what the truth is Mm -hmm. and being direct in communication. And and that's hard. And I'm not saying I'm going to get it right, but that's also the reason why there's literally a script that will be in front of my face, which will help me to, to not back off when, when the conversation gets hard, which I'm, which I know that it will. I mean, that's rich one. I mean, I don't want to breeze over that point that they get, it's okay to script the, 
these difficult conversations. Yeah. I know that's something you mentioned Susan Scott earlier in her quote. I know that's something she talks about in her book on fierce conversations as well. Of like people seemingly think that that's oh it's weird or like why are you why why are you going so far to do that and those are the same often or can be people that are avoiding difficult conversations or like having them ineffectively. Yeah. Um, you know, scripting something is, is not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, and it keeps you in the objective emotion, the emotion that you want. And, And for me, for this conversation in particular, it's, you know, career development, leadership and things yeah. of that nature. Whereas in the conversation, it is inevitable that the emotion of anxiety is going to show up. Nervousness is going to show back up. And if I'm operating from that emotion and I'm and I go off script or I go away from what I what I've planned, then that's going to have me back off of the conversation because yeah. I'm operating out of anxiety and that that in the moment emotion versus the clarity emotion that I've had outside of the conversation yeah it sounds like it keeps the focus to focus mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i mean it sounds like a lot of vul- vulnerability in that as well of showing up in the communication within a relationship or we you know your example was work related mine was example was a friendship um relation but like there's this this power really in leaning into that vulnerability in the this this communication to be able to kind of see beyond yourself like it's like moving the focus off of yourself into maybe the outcome of what can can come from this communication this engagement yeah absolutely because what what happens when we allow that anxiety to override us taking action in our relationships is that we miss out on the benefit of the relationship it stunts the growth of the relationship Mm. um we're not communicating clearly and effectively or we're not communicating at all and again going back to the susan scott um quote the the relationship is, is the crux of a relationship is in communication and so not only does it stunt the growth of your relationship but also the person that you're in relationship with misses out on what you have to offer. Mm, wow, yeah. You know, like we're not meant to be here on our own. Like God created Adam and all these animals and then he said man is not meant to be alone. And while a lot of people like to focus on Eve in that instance, he then commanded them to be fruitful and multiply. We're designed to be in community and in relationship with people. We're not designed to go on this life on our own. Yeah. I mean, I obviously you know, totally agree there, um, and that's and that's rich. Like, I feel like the the one of the things that I kind of want to go back to briefly it, that you said is is like people being able to benefit from the engagement in that communication yeah. with, with with like in the relationships. I feel like one of the huge negative parts in that is avoiding the communication or avoiding the, com- the conversation yeah. and like allowing the other person to like miss miss out on that the miss out on, on like the value that you may your bring yeah yeah your perspective mm-hmm. y- you the the you the uniqueness the richness that is your thought the diversity that is your thought your being your presence they don't get that or they get that delayed or later because of our own, you know, lack of 
ability to find comfort in 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 being vulnerable yeah in the, in the and conversation confidence that we have something to offer confidence yeah. that you know being in relationship with somebody that it is mutually beneficial that if you are you know working with somebody that it's like oh i admire this person i don't want this person to think this way or that way about me they might admire you as well and they probably do and there's a reason that they're in relationship with you and it's not because they think they're better than you it's because they believe that the relationship is mutually beneficial that's that's just how we are um and so i think just having the confidence that you do have something to offer in relationships and that you can help the people that are in your life whether it's a you know, a friendship or a colleague or, you know, somebody that you're leading or mentoring, you have something to offer. And when you stunt your communication or when you quell your communication with somebody, you're you're diminishing the growth of that relationship and also diminishing the growth of that other person and yourself. Mm, yeah, I love that. Diminishing the growth of yourself. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's huge growth. For, for me to go through and yeah. script a conversation of giving negative feedback to to somebody. I've never done that before. <laughs> How much would we solve <laughs> in the world if we were we all got a little bit better at having difficult conversations? Whew. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't have time for that one. We don't have time. We don't have time for that one. But, yeah, I think there, there's a lot that we miss out on when we stay so focused on ourselves and what we think other people are going to think of us. And we're not focusing on the benefit and... The value that we bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we don't have the conversation because, or we delay the conversation, or we allow this anxiety to creep in with the conversation because we we feel like the the version of ourselves that we see in our minds that we want this person to have for us is on the chopping block when we go to those conversations. When in actuality, that person may not even care or be thinking about that. They may just need what you have. They may just need to hear from you yeah you who you are not who you're trying to be um just be and i think that 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 to me is one of the one of the things and we'll we'll get to it in a moment but be yourself and be confident in in that that's enough and that that's okay and that that has value that you are enough and you are valuable and you are worthy very rich very rich so so much value in the uniqueness of of each one um of us and all of you so we think about some of the um examples some of the stories that we've even gone through and like talked through as well i mean i know that myself in particular uh, are probably struggling with this right now. Um, so I'm going to be thinking about ways to, to work through this, continue to try to uh, get a little 1% better like yeah. in this in this category. But Anissa, in your mind, like what's what's working through this like look like? How does how does one myself <laughs> take <laughs> take shifts forward on this like in a in a in a pathway of improvement? Yeah. I mean, I always begin with self-reflection. Um, what do I want to see? Like, what is the, start with the end in mind. That's a Stephen Covey, um, (laughs) principle, but start with the end and start with the end in mind. Um, ask yourself, what do you want this relationship to look like? Hmm. Um, what do you want the relationship to look like? Do you 
want it to be a mentorship? Like, what do you really want out of that relationship? Do you just want it to be a friendship? Do you want to, um, you know, have it be some sort of mastermind or, or, or something like that with this person? Um, and then how do you want the people that you're in relationship with to be impacted? Hmm. Wow. Um, again, kind of taking, trying to take that focus off of yourself and putting it on, you know, that other person. How do you want this person that you're in relationship with or the people that you're in relationship with to be impacted? And who do you need to be in order to create that impact? Hmm. Do you need to be kind? Do you need to be loving? Do you need to be motivational? tough do you need to be empathetic understanding what do you need to bring to the table from from an emotional standpoint yeah that's not anxiety but another emotion a more positive and productive emotion what emotion do you need to bring to the relationship in order to create the impact in order to grow and nurture the relationship in a way that that you see it being most beneficial not only for you but also for the person you're in relationship with Wow. Um, man, that's huge in so many ways. I mean, one, starting with the end in mind. I mean, that's that's rich. Um, and, and thinking about what you want out of that relationship, you used a couple of examples. I kind of want to just run back through those really quick. Like, really, you want to have a mastermind type mm-hmm. of relationship with that person? And there were a couple more you talked about. Um, I said, yeah, I said mastermind. Is it a, a friendship, a mentorship? Is it... Um, do do you want to be a mentor to this person? Yeah. Do you want to be mentored by this person? Do you want? Are you looking for a business partner, um, or are you really just looking for a confidant? Are you mm. looking for you know a, a partner um, in life or in business? Um, what are you? What do you want the relationship to look like, and and how do you want that person yeah. to be impacted? But when you think about the end in mind, I think again, like when we think about how we can impact other people all of our relationships get better um, because the disappointment that comes in relationship is it comes from our expectations of the other person. Right. Right. I, I expect you to be a certain way. And when you fall short of what my, what my expectations are, then, um, then I'm disappointed. And so when you're talking about bringing your most authentic self to the relationship, I have to, live up to my own expectations of myself, right? And that's all that I can control. If I live up to my own expectations of myself, if I'm being who the, who I say that I want to be, if I'm living to my core values and I'm showing up and I'm not betraying myself, mm-hmm. then if that doesn't sit well with you, that's not on me. Yeah. You know, and I think that just like being, like letting go of, of, other people's expectations of you and being true to your expectation of yourself because at the end of the day that is all that you have to live with like i believe that that's what we're going to answer to did you live true to yourself yeah and who you really are or were you trying were you out here trying to live up to expectations of other people and if you're really confident in who you are if you get clear on who you are what you believe what you value then you stand in that and if some if it doesn't jive with somebody, then you might not should be in relationship with that person in the in the first place. Wow, yeah, that one's that that's a little let heavy. Let that breathe. <laughs> let, that, let that breathe. Let that breathe. <laughs> um, but I, but I love that though. That one's you know one that we should probably all reflect on um, a little bit. 
um, and you know, rec- and, and consider consider what needs to be reconsidered, <laughs> and have like those difficult conversations, like where we where we need to. I kind of shorten my thought on this, and when I thought about like working through this and what it looks like, I kind of just kept bubbling things down to you know seeing beyond just your your own like selfishness mm-hmm. um in a, in a way but i love your, your view in in detail on on that i think i'm like need to make sure i do all those things <laughs> um in uh, trying to move relationships and communication uh in them to a more authentic um place yeah yeah i think at the end of the day it's about being yourself and if you're okay with who you are and how you're showing up then you're going to find the right people to be in relationship with. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope that it leaves you feeling inspired to actively pursue your goals and live alive, whatever that means to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell us what you think by leaving a review. Reviews help more people like you discover the podcast. I'm Anissa Johnson. And I'm Jordan Johnson. We'll see you next time on Live Alive Podcast.